0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Christ. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves was far from the land for the wind was against them and early in the morning he came walking toward them on the sea but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were terrified saying it is a ghost and they cried out in fear but immediately jesus spoke to them and said take heart it is i do not be afraid peter answered him Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, you of little faith, why do you doubt when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord.
1: Christ.
0: In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. The world of self-help books is huge. I looked on the Internet to find out to what extent uh, self-help books make up uh, book sales and it's the leading genre of book sales, surprisingly. But maybe we shouldn't be so surprised. Uh, My wife, Lou, has been uh, known to say that looking at my bookshelves, she thinks that we should be the thinnest, the richest and perhaps the most spiritual people we know. (laughs) I don't know if it's the same for you or not, but self-help permeates our society. And I think that uh, contemporary Christianity in many ways has been sold to us as a self-help project. If you venture into a Christian bookstore, you will find shelves full of books that will help you uh, raise your children, find a mate, lose weight, become more spiritual, learn how to pray. All of it's there if you just will buy it and engage in self-help. But the truth is that the Christian life is not a self-help project. It is a God help project. The gospel today, I think, points very clearly to that and reminds the church, both in the first century and the church today, that We rely on God. It is God who will save us. Well, today's gospel lesson follows on immediately after the feeding of the 5,000 or the multiplication of the the loaves and fish. However, you're familiar with that. Uh, Last Sunday, I had the privilege to preach on that lesson. I was uh, at Church Island on Squam, a beautiful place, uh, one of the few open air chapels in new england and there were about 300 people there a lot of people go to church up there <laughs> the microphone went out unfortunately so i'm not sure how much of the sermon was actually heard in that open air chapel but one of the things that i was concerned about in preaching that particular gospel was that uh, it's very easy for us to get hung up on the the uh, over the top aspect of some of these miracles the idea of Jesus feeding 5,000 people plus the women and all of the children with only those five loaves and two fish. And now today with Jesus walking on water. So I think we need to be careful because we, we, our minds go to what really happened. We want to know the facts. A mentor of mine uh, told me once regarding these miracle stories That he said he always accepted them just as they are because he said it's not about the facts at all, but rather it's about the gospel truth, the truth that miracle is pointing to. So the work for us this morning, as we think about this morning's gospel, is to find that truth that the miracle is pointing to. So what is that truth? I think that we need first to kind of look at that story one more time to to get at that. Jesus had just fed those multitude of people, and the scripture says that he commanded the disciples to go by boat across the lake to the next place that they were going to be. It's very odd that he would uh, use that language. No idea why, but it could have been just to get some people out of his life. You can imagine that that day must have been incredibly difficult. They had all of those people to take care of. The disciples really wanted to get rid of the crowd earlier because they didn't know how they were going to feed them. And then when Jesus did, in fact, feed them, they were stuck with the task of distributing all that food and then cleaning up afterward. They must have all been exhausted. So Jesus sends the disciples away and he sends the crowd away as well. And the scripture says that he goes up to the mountain and he prays. And then sometime during his prayer, he has an awareness that the disciples are out at sea and they're having a very difficult time because of the wind. And in in that part of of Israel, uh, those storms would come up on the Sea of Galilee, even to this day, very quickly. So uh, even a fisherman might be out there who knows how to read the weather and suddenly find themselves in a very difficult situation with the wind Uh, resisting their attempt to get to shore. There were fishermen in that boat and the others who were there. We have no indication that they had any fear about what was happening in that storm at all. But they were really afraid when Jesus came to them walking on the water. They thought they saw a ghost. And the scripture says they were terrified. And then Jesus speaks to them immediately He says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. I think in this particular section of the gospel lesson, there are two things that we should pay attention to. The first is uh, when Jesus says, it is I. That is a Greek translation of what God said to Moses in the burning bush that theophany, the the revealing of God in in a physical way to Moses. And now this was revealing the divinity of Jesus to his disciples and to us. So I think that's the first thing that we're called to notice in this lesson. And in one sense, then this this miracle is pointing to the divinity of Jesus. The second thing to notice, I think, are those beautiful words. Do not be afraid. I think those are among the most beautiful words of Scripture. Fear can paralyze us. It can keep us from doing the things that we know we should do, but we're afraid to do them because we think we might fail and make a fool of ourselves. Fear stops us from doing that. Fear can stand in the way of us venturing out in a way that we know has great possibilities, but we don't go because we're afraid. Fear can be so bad. Some people cannot leave their homes. They just have to stay in their house because there's so much out there to be afraid of. And Jesus says, not just here, but in other places as well. Be not afraid. Fear can destroy faith. Fear can keep us from growing into the kind of Christian that we are called to be. So I think that's an extremely important thing for us to hear in this gospel. Someone once said that life is like walking on a tightrope. And as scary as that might be, we rest in the hope that if we fall, the hand of God will catch us as the hand of God caught Jesus after the crucifixion. That's the Christian hope. We can't avoid the fact that life is walking on a tightrope, but we can have confidence in the one who will catch us when we fall. Well, at this point, something happens that I don't think occurs in any of the other Gospels with regard to this particular story about Jesus. Peter calls out to Jesus and says, "If, if you are if you are Jesus, tell me to come to you. And Jesus says, come, we have to be careful what we pray for. Peter prayed for something that in the end, he'd probably wish he had just left alone. So he starts out going over the water and then he realizes this is really a bad storm. There's a lot of wind out here and I think I'm sinking. And Jesus reaches out and catches him. Peter says, save me. And Jesus does. I think that this too is an important thing for us to see. I, this week, there have been so many awful things in the news. Uh, I'm sure there have been weeks that have been as bad as this, but it just is, uh, is very uh, weighs heavily, I would say, at least on my spirit. If you think about the Ukraine is not getting any better, the failed truces between Israel and Hamas, those terrible atrocities and the forcing from their homes of Christians and other minority religious, the uh, Ebola virus seemingly out of control. There are all these things in our world that we can be afraid of. This lesson sometimes is preached as an admonition against doubt. But the truth is that we all doubt. Peter doubted. The wonderful thing is that when Peter doubted, Jesus recognized it and then he reached for him. He didn't leave him alone. The God that we worship is a loving God. That God knows that we have limitations, that that we are not perfect people. Our God knows that we doubt and that we are afraid many times in our lives. But the truth is that the God we worship is also the one who will reach out and save us. Christianity is not a self-help project. It is not what we do. It is what God does. So let us have faith. Let us pray, knowing that we will fail, knowing that we will doubt, but also believing in the one who will reach out and save us. Amen. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
2: In peace, we pray to you, Lord God, for all people in their daily life and work. For our, our families,
0: family, friends, friends and, neighbors, and neighbors, and for those who are alone.
2: For Barack, our president, and Duval, our governor. For this community, this nation and the world,
0: for all who work for justice, freedom and peace,
2: for the just and proper use of your creation,
0: for the victims of hunger, fear, injustice and oppression,
2: for those who suffer from war, famine and natural disaster around the world and in our own nation for the victims of economic dislocation and unemployment. We pray especially for peace in the Middle East, praying especially for peace between Israel and Hamas, and for Christians and other religious minorities who suffer under the threat of ISIS, for all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble.
0: For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy.
2: In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the Church of the Province of Southeast Asia and the Diocese of Kuching, for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, and for unity in the worldwide Anglican community. In our own diocesan cycle of prayer, we give thanks for the ministries of Trinity Church Randolph, Church of the Good Shepherd Reading, Trinity Church Rockland, Greater Boston Interfaith Organization, and Hospitality Homes. For Catherine, our presiding bishop, for Tom and Gail, our bishops, and for Alan, our bishop elect, for Tony and Becky, our priests, for Rob, Maureen, Judy, and Janet, our priest associates, and for all bishops and other ministers.
0: For all who proclaim the
2: gospel. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, we especially pray for Bobby, Siggy, Bishop Gail, Susie, Gaylord, Mary Jo, Dale, the family of Lindsay, Ethel, Barbara, the Cleary family, Harry, Carl, Victor, Jim and Sue, Wynne, Lawrence, Wynn, Isabel and family, Don, Ben, Ginny, Robin, Reverend Jim, Meg, Margaret, Michael, Amy, Spencer and Louisa, Neil, Peggy, Kenneth, Sharon, Olive, Bishop Tom, Kathy, Alona, Jan, Susan, Deborah, Reverend Stephen, Eric, Edie, Liz, those without jobs, those serving in the military, and all who work for peace. Are there others?
0: For Lyles and for Tom.
2: Hear us, Lord. For your
0: mercy is great.
2: We will exalt you, O God, our King.
0: And praise your name forever and ever.
2: We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon him
0: who put their trust in you.
2: We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most most merciful merciful Father. In your your compassion, compassion, forgive forgive us our sins,
0: known and unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your spirit that we may love and
2: serve you in newness of life to the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
1: And also.
0: Welcome to all of you this morning. If you are visiting with us, we hope you'll take a moment to stop at the table in the back of the church. And there you'll find information about Trinity and you can also sign our guest book. Uh, Becky is away on vacation this week, so that's why she is not with us this morning. I think we have a couple of announcements.
2: Good morning. Denny Jensen here. There are three more Sundays in August, 17, 24, and 31, for which we need people to sign up to be lectors. If you sign up on your way out of church, I will send you your readings on the Monday of the week you will read, so you can practice for your Sunday. I will include pronunciation for any difficult Hebrew words. It's a wonderful experience to read scripture for our Trinity community.
0: Thank you very much. Maybe you'll help the clergy with that as well. <laughs>
2: Hi, I'm Susie Butrick speaking for the Healing Prayer Team. This evening we will have our Healing Prayer service over there in the transect where we usually have Healing Prayer every Sunday. Seven o'clock, a little bit of music, hands-on if you'd like it. And it's a lovely, peaceful half hour. So I hope we'll come and see
3: you
0: thank you Susie you
2: bet
3: morning Steve Newbold on the building committee Um, as you may note we've changed the lighting over here if you go into the link it's much brighter than it was it's we haven't changed the lighting Um, the parish house is now gone Um, the uh, foundation is still there they'll be digging out the uh, demolition and that'll be continuing um, one of the other aspects that's been going on is we've been installing a new water line um, you've seen them digging in the front of the chapel um, to make the final connections they're going to shut the water off in the church probably Tuesday um, and when they do that the toilets and everything else are going to be functioning so we're going to be closing the church on Tuesday um, while they do that and they make the connections um, hopefully it'll just be one day it, we're pretty sure it's going to be Tuesday but uh, so it just, if you're making plans or planning to come to church on Tuesday it might be closed OK. Um, and uh, there is, uh, by the way, if you don't know, there's a camera that's watching the construction site that's attached to the back of the River Street house. And so we have time lapse uh, photography of the entire demolition and we'll be sharing that um, shortly.
0: OK, good. Thank you. Yeah. Steve. That's great. I would suggest that if you're planning to come to the church for some reason on Tuesday or Wednesday, that you call the church first. Uh, if there's no one in the office, <coughs> excuse me, no one in the office to answer the phone, then be sure to uh, try, uh, pick uh, the extension for me. I will be here and I can tell you whether or not we're well, if I don't answer, we're closed. I guess that's what it is, because we can't be here because we won't have any water. So if nobody answers, don't come. I think that's the, That's the answer to that. I wish I hadn't started that. Let's see. <laughs> <clears throat> There are other announcements in here. I hope you will check your insert. One thing I want to draw your attention to is the upcoming consecration of our new bishop. Uh, If you are interested in attending, there's no cost, but you do need to reserve a ticket because they want to know how many people they're going to have. So there's information in the insert about getting a ticket if you wish to attend. There will be healing prayer offered in this transept during communion. And immediately following the service ascribe to the Lord, the honor, do his name, bring offerings and come into his courts. be with you. Also with you lift up your hearts to the Lord. let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you father almighty creator of heaven and earth for you are the source of light and life you made us in your image and called us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. All who seek God and hunger and thirst for Christ are welcome to receive communion at this holy table. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body because we all share one bread, one cup. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us go forth into the world, rejoicing in the power of the spirit. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia.